0: Good morning, Warwick. Hi, Nick. Hello, listeners. Hello,
1: listeners. It's, it's been a while. Well it's been a hot minute.
0: I've, I've got a cracker. I have another listener joke. Um, this oh, one is no. actually. I yeah, always worry about these. You should not be worried. This is a good one. It's come from the daughter of one of our clients. I, I have this big <laughs> support network for these mum jokes that I have, and I, again, I don't know whether I should be offended that people are sending me suggestions because that means mine is so bad or I should feel supported because they want to help me out with providing some extra jokes. But anyway, I think this one you'll really like. It's right up your alley. Why doesn't Elton John like lettuce?
1: Mm, I'm an Elton John fan I don't know.
0: Because he's a rocket man.
1: Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone
0: and grab a brew as Was and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets, and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade, helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and
2: create a true trade business. <laughs>
1: Oh dear listeners, uh, isn't it good to have us back and especially <laughs> Coxie's jokes. That was actually pretty good. I thought that was very, it was intellectual. Your delivery was on point despite the internet lag that is going to absolutely hose us this morning, but we're going to push through cause that's what we do here at Trades in Business. And, uh, we have, we're coming back after a bit of a break, um, Apologies for that. I I know, I think someone said to us recently, Coxie, uh, in the past today. week or so, that mm-hmm. yes, they were upset or stressed or something because they went to listen to one of the, uh, our latest episodes as a bit of a, you know, headspace check. And there was nothing new there no. for the past month or so. And they were very disappointed and upset with us. So if that's you listeners, um, Coxie is very sorry. I'm not sorry at all.
0: I mean, you, know, you could always come over and listen to me on Trady Wife Life. No, you don't miss out there.
1: That is a good point. And let's give a shameless plug for uh, Coxie's own podcast, mm-hmm. Trady Wife Life, where I don't get a look in, which is fair enough because I'm usually the one who takes over everything.
0: Well, no, I I don't agree that you take over. Perhaps we get out of your way and let you do your thing. And um, (laughs) you have joined me on the podcast over there once. We had you over there. We'll have you again. You'll do another cameo.
1: Did you actually publish that episode? I couldn't find it. No, I'm only kidding.
0: The team said I had to.
1: (laughs) All right. That's enough of our dribble. Um, Welcome back, listeners. Great to be back in the chair in front of the microphone um, for me after a bit of a break. And we have a guest today. We have Tammy Voss. Now I'm sure I've said that wrong, Tammy. Um, but uh, welcome to the Tradies and Business Podcast.
2: Yeah, thank you. You actually got it right, so it's okay. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just I thought, oh, the one S. Uh, I'm sure there's a pronunciation thing there, but we're in Australia, so we just say it the way Aussie say it, I guess.
2: Yeah, that's it. And the one S gets okay. everyone, but it's all good.
1: <laughs> Better <it> times. <does. laughs> <laughs> so. Um, Tammy, you, are a tradie, uh, you're a general manager and, um, well, I mean, I'm looking at you on the screen and I've stalked you online and you're clearly a woman, uh, yeah. so <laughs> no prizes for guessing listeners, I guess, where the conversation is likely to go today. Um, but Tammy, you've got a bit of an interesting backstory to your journey um not not just into the trades but into a trade business and into your role as general manager and and tradesperson so rather than me make an absolute ham fist of this well any more than I already have uh, could you tell our listeners a bit about yourself and I suppose your journey to be sitting here as general manager of an electrical uh, contracting business today
2: Yeah, it definitely wasn't the streamlined uh, journey that a lot of people have into managing and it wasn't, I guess, expected for me either. So I left school when I was 17 at the end of year 11 and I started my uh, apprenticeship in the family business um, with the intent to get my license and then travel the world. But I'm still here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So unfortunately, in the fourth year of my apprenticeship, my um, dad fell ill and couldn't run the business anymore. Um, And it was a really complicated time because I was living at home and I was taking messages from home to the guys at work about what we're doing day in, day out. Um, And it got to the point where I had done that enough that I was just starting to plan everything anyway. So the transition was a long period of everyone being confident with me being a manager um, and also me getting my A grade license in the interim Um, And then from there, we kind of just built on that. I started learning how to run the business, how to do the financing, building trust with clients, um, and then also building my own base and my own network within the business. So uh, it was upholding my dad's legacy, but hopefully bringing some of my stuff to the table as well. It's a huge journey. It must've been really quite terrifying at times,
0: you know, so presumably you were 2021, and you're having the responsibility or the feelings of responsibility laid on your shoulders to be able to deliver the messaging, to um, do what's necessary. Because, of course, there's the the emotional complication of dad not being well and the upheaval for your family group that then extends through, of course, through to the company, um, presumably another tight unit. That That's a lot of responsibility for somebody so young. How did you find that period of time?
2: Um, I look back on it now, it's a bit of a blur. I definitely think that it was just uh, like ducks swimming on water, like just looking calm overhead, but absolutely chaotic inside. Um, (laughs) Because I wanted to do everyone proud and I wanted to support the family and make sure that everyone was okay. And that was the most important thing, I think, Mm -hmm. Um, which meant, yeah, I took on a lot of responsibility and I was probably out of my depth and there was times where I was like, I cannot do this. Mm -hmm. Um, But I got through it. I had support around me. Um, The guys were really good here at work and um, everyone was really receptive of me giving it a go. So Mm -hmm. I was very fortunate. Like there was obviously a few that weren't, but majority of people were willing to step up and help me if I needed it. And the biggest thing I found was asking for the help when I felt out of depth.
0: That's that's a great Mm -hmm. point that we talk about quite frequently. Most of us don't know who to ask or where to go though. And I think that's part of the problem with business full stop is we're not taught how to run a business. We're taught how to be fantastic tradespeople, people. Um, and then we get to the stage of running a business, particularly as a tradie, where we've perfected this trade. Now we need to look at perfecting our business skills. Where on earth do you go to find all that out, Tammy?
2: Yeah, I think it was trying to get some stuff out of my dad it wasn't the easiest um but really falling back on him when I really needed it Mm -hmm. um and it was talking to the other guys at work here about how things were done um and then I went and did some business like day-to-day business courses I signed up to like our business network just did some online stuff and a lot of it was just finding out through failure as well like that didn't work I won't do that again (laughs) um So, yeah, and it's just letting people know I'm struggling. It might take a little bit longer than it used to, but I'm going to get it done. It just might not be as efficient or it might not be um, the way that you're expecting. So it's just, yeah, giving that bit of vulnerability to people and say, you know, I'm a bit overwhelmed at the moment. Um, Just give me the time and I will get it done. Incredible
0: that you had the confidence to be that vulnerable, particularly at your age. And I think um, one of the things I've certainly experienced is that real imposter syndrome. Um, I'm not a tradie. I do have a construction business. And so coming into the trades and working in and around trades, I found myself really suffering with that imposter syndrome and, and working doubly as hard to try and prove myself, at least in the early days. Um, So to, to have that vulnerability to be able to put my hand up and say, actually I'm, I'm struggling or I don't know, or I don't understand a lot of it. I would just bluff my way through and ask lots of questions when I got home, which was ridiculous. If I had to just put my hand up and done what you've done Tammy, and said, look, I need some help here Um, I think I could, that could have been so much smoother for me in the very beginning. So I can only imagine what the pressure must've felt like for you. Can you tell us a little bit about the support network that you had that you were able to draw on other than dad?
2: Yeah. So I had my grandparents, they're pretty much my go-to for just like talking uh, and no judgment. Um, And then I had a really good group, group of girlfriends that I could just go and hang out with. And balancing the amount of business I'm talking about with also the things that I'm doing for joy was a big thing was like, I don't want to just be sitting here talking about business all the time. Like let bring some lightness into the situation, talk to my friends about what we're doing on the weekend and stuff. Um, and mm. then have the moments to vent, but then also take a step back and look at the bigger picture as well.
1: Mm. Tell me how long ago now since you stepped in um, with your dad's illness?
2: Uh, it's been six years.
1: Six years. Wow. So looking back uh, from where you sit now, what are some of the the biggest um, realizations perhaps you've had about business and the trades uh, since coming into the business?
2: I think um, a big thing for me was making sure I was available 24 seven for everyone back then. And I just wanted to answer everyone's questions all the time I wanted if somebody wanted to call me I wanted to answer that phone if there was an email at 9 p.m I wanted to email them back you know so a big thing for me was learning to take a step back but still be available so if there was an email at 9 p.m like go okay cool I've got that email but I won't reply to it till, till 7 30 tomorrow because nothing's going to change overnight mm. so it was like yeah, yeah. setting up a voicemail or just sending people like oh I'm actually having a day off I can't get to you but I will at another time so it was just being able to not overwhelm myself with the work all the time and because of that pressure and the load I had I just felt like I had to perform all the time so looking back I'm like oh you don't have to answer every phone call you can go on a holiday you can take a day off you know that's probably one of my biggest things that I'd tell myself again
1: (laughs) yeah nice can you tell a bunch of other tradies as well
2: yeah Listen, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's uh, it, I the biggest one for me was I went on a snow trip one weekend and I remember sitting on a ski lift, checking my emails and I'm sitting here and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to enjoy myself, but I'm so wound up in making sure I'm getting on top of every email. And through COVID, I think was a big thing as well. You realize that the world doesn't revolve around working Um, and a lot of Mm. people took that time to take a step back and go I'm actually can't reply right now so I think it's adjusted the way that I react to everything.
1: Uh, I'm looking at Nick so I don't talk over the top of her and Nick's looking at me
2: (laughs) so I'm just (laughs) gonna jump in because
1: I did. Um, So what's been some of the the positives out of this because uh, you know I've just been through some personal challenges as I mentioned and and all of our listeners would have been you know we all experience hardship and challenge and some of us trauma in our lives uh, obviously it's it seems to have been hugely positive for you in terms of your growth as a businesswoman as an as an individual are there any other spin-offs from this that you can see that have been positives out of this situation
2: Yeah, I think that the confidence it's given me within myself is something I would never have gotten if I hadn't been thrown into this situation. You know, I had to learn on my feet very quickly and adapt to a lot of situations. And I think that if I wasn't put in this, I would just still be doing my thing as a sparky and potentially not have had that personal growth. Um, so that's the mm. biggest thing. And then on top of it is the networking and the opportunities that I've had that come with it, running the Instagram page that I do. And then also just meeting other like-minded people is something I don't think I would have got to do as well. Mm. I mean, can we take a bit of a step back um, to your
0: apprenticeship? And we were talking off air about um, some media recently, some as usual, negative media around the trades. Um, But in this case, we're talking about bullying specifically, there was a particular incident they were referring to at the time. I know that you've become a bit of a lighthouse and a safe space for lots of other women in trades as they make their way through their apprenticeship. And I'm interested to hear your feedback on what you hear around bullying in and around the trades.
2: Yeah it's um, a really hard one because there is that old school mentality of like you've got to be tough to be in the trade you know and there's still some people that treat you like that on site Um, so it's unfortunate that I still hear stories of it happening with males and females um, within the trade. I do think the narrative is changing the more the generation grow out and the new generation come through because they're starting to realize you don't need to have that mentality but yeah, it's still happening. And there is a few people that step away from the trade because of the way they've been treated. And I don't think that that's fair. No, I totally agree. It's really hard to know where to
0: take that information and to be brave enough to be able to put your hand up and say, Hey, this isn't okay. And our listeners know I have a 20 year old who's an apprentice carpenter. He's been really fortunate and not been put in a situation where he doesn't feel safe. But we've spent a lot of time talking to him and trying to build his confidence so that he could put his hand up and say, actually, I'm not going to do that task because it just isn't safe, Um, regardless of what that might look like on the day or the pressure he might feel or the bullying he might encounter. Again, he's been really blessed to be at a great company and has not experienced that yet. Often what I've seen, though, isn't necessarily the company that you're involved in, it's other trades on site that can be part of the problem or the general public. I've seen it where... You know, snide comments are made um, to apprentices when they're in the supplier, or even just in general public at the service station or something similar. I've I've seen and heard quite a bit of it over the time. Um, when you the people that are reaching out to you for a bit of support do reach out to you, where do you direct them? Is it something you just talk through with them, or do you have a go to that you can direct them to?
2: Yeah. um, It depends on the person that reaches out. So we have, I have a lot of women talk to me about, you know, I guess it is still a very tough industry and there's still, you know, a lot of jokes and stuff that probably don't fly, but still happen. So it's trying to work out the balance of like, how far can I handle this? I guess. Um, and it's just trying to find that balance of like trying to fit into the male industry but also feeling a little like potentially offended so I just talk to them about my experience and then for some of them I recommend them to some of our tradie lady networks especially if they're women and we have like private Facebook groups where you can post up something that's happened to you um, and then people can give you reassurance or ideas on how to run through it so depending on the person that reaches out and the situation um, changes where I do send them or what kind of feedback I give them.
1: Yep. Love it. If you're wondering what the hell just happened to your audio, we're just dropping in here super quick to let you know that obviously we do a ton of free content. You're listening to the podcast. We're all about helping trade business owners. We have free stuff on our website as well. And just in case you don't know, we are, the founders of Tradies in Business and the Tradepreneur Program. And we have a bunch of ways that we can actually help you in your trade business, whether that is the fact that you're drowning in paperwork, whether you want to 10X your business or something like that. Maybe you just want to take a holiday with the family or stop being so stressed. Maybe get some sleep at night. Mm. I don't know. Any of those things. If you are wanting some sort of change in your trade business, then we've got a range of things that we can offer you. Uh, best place to find out about those is the website
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) www.tradiesinbusiness.com.au I feel like
1: the ball girl or something I know I feel like
0: you know I'm anyway well more importantly I think that it's time that will you have the opportunity to hear some of our clients tell you how they have found their opportunity to work with tradies and business
2: before we joined the trade their community, we knew we had lots of things we should be doing, but we didn't really know what they were.
1: We were completely overwhelmed with running our business. Since we started with Nick and
0: Was, we've been able to implement some strategies that have helped us achieve uh, more than 15% turnover. We've seen a net increase of
2: up to 20, 25% per month in net profit. Traders and business have assisted us with having directions and goals and that we can actually achieve anything we set our minds
0: to. We just needed a coach in our corner to tell us that it's all possible.
1: Nick's looking at me. That means I'm supposed to ask a question. Are you sure? <laughs> trying to leave you
0: plenty of space.
1: <laughs> um, Tammy, how about the, the clients and customers of the business? Uh obviously, well, I guess it, it stands to reason that you would seek support um, and almost expect it from the team within the business as you transitioned into this role um, and I presume grow the business as well. Uh, but what about customers? Like have, has your customer mix changed or has it had an impact on your customer base?
2: Um, It's been interesting because my dad definitely built an incredible company and has an amazing reputation. So they were big shoes to fill. Um, But because my dad had so much respect in the business, me coming in and being a part of the family, I already kind of had a little level of respect that was really good and um, I didn't have to kind of start fresh with them like I could explain what was going on and people had the confidence within my dad so they had a little bit of confidence in me already, which was really nice. Mm Um, but yeah, we've taken on a few different jobs and I've been able to build networking through different avenues that my dad might not have taken, whether that be social media and stuff like that, because it was not how he got yes. work then. Um, so yeah. being able to bring new things in, but retain old, lose some, you know, it's like all everything that happens in business, but I've just tried to take my little niche and bring that into the business as well.
1: I like it. I like it. So, uh, what's what's on the, I guess, future plans for not just the business, but for you? Um, obviously, it's a different pathway to what you <laughs> imagined at seventeen. You know, get your trade and travel the world. Yeah. Uh, what's the what's the future look like for you now?
2: Yeah, I obviously have a passion for travel, so it's trying to find a balance between how much I put in here and how much I can go and do my own thing. So it's just um, trying to find that balance of being able to do that I've been to Spain and I'm going to Canada and Japan so I'm definitely getting my travel in um and it's just um being able to maintain those two things that bring me joy I guess um so still build the business to where it's you know really capable for having me not available every day um which I think is really important anyway and then also enjoying things outside of work and finding that work-life balance um and continuing to enjoy that Mm. I
0: know at least, I don't know, hundreds of tradies that need to be as wise as you are, Tammy. It's very incredible to meet a young person who understands how important that balance is and that time out for yourself as well as the development of the business that you have. How did you get so wise at such a young age?
2: I don't know if it's wise or if it's learning from watching what happens if you don't and the fear of it happening to you that is probably one of my biggest things is seeing what happens if you don't put those things in place and seeing how it can impact your life long term and also impact the people around you so it's just being really aware of not wanting to end up like that not that I'm like I'm not very good at doing the work-life balancing, but it's something I strive for, you know? So like I know that's how I want to live and I also know the way I don't want to live. So it's just finding the balance between both of those.
0: I think you're doing a stellar job. We work with lots of clients that have not had holidays in 10 or 20 years. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet that's what we're all in business for is that bit of flexibility and that time out where we can. So I think it's fantastic that you're doing what you're doing. Um, I wasn't aware that you had an Instagram page. Can you tell us a bit about that? Because I feel like that's a great area of support for all young tradies, not just the female tradies. Can you tell us a bit about what that has looked like for you?
2: Yeah, so I run Sparky Boss, which is an Instagram account that's got 16,500 followers on it at the moment. Um, And I started the page to network with other trades women and just share my story of being in the industry. But as the page has grown, I've had the opportunity to obviously start impacting younger women or men getting into the industry, along with just talking about tools and trading and business things as well. Um, But yeah, I really love having the younger generation reach out to me through that page and either say, you're inspiring me, how do I do it? Or, you know, I'm having trouble, what can I do? And being that support network through that Instagram. That's fantastic. Has it opened other doors for you that perhaps wouldn't have been open otherwise? Yeah, I've had really cool opportunities to work with brands and you know collaborations and do some travel as well. Um, we recently just went to Cambodia and um, built a house um, through Habitat for Humanity. And that was all built through Instagram from people I met. Um, so a bunch of tradies went over and built a house in Cambodia. So it's definitely opened up really cool things outside of this business as well.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. And is that something you'd like to continue to grow, that opportunity to influence the younger generation as they make their way through? And if it is, have you thought about what that might look like for you moving forward?
2: Yeah, it's definitely something I actually really enjoy now. It was intimidating at first, like people asking me for advice when I'm sometimes like, oh, gosh, I don't even know what I'm doing. Um, (laughs) So how do I give them the best advice? But Through time, I've been speaking at schools and I've had the opportunity to go out and speak in the community to uh, the younger generation. So if I can continue to do that, I really, really enjoy doing that, Um, whether that be locally or I did one in Queensland where I went up and spoke to a couple of schools with Trade Up Co um, and just building that network and helping bring students and kids into the trade and not um, be scared of it or think it's not for them. So, yeah.
1: Mm. That's awesome. I, uh, I, you know, see a lot of the negativity around trades around the apprentice attitudes and so much of it is, is unfortunately, I think it's just human nature. You know, you can look anywhere in humanity and in society and see, you know, people mistreating other people and it's and it's really shit um and i I try not to think about it too much because i get really sad and cynical and and feel a bit beaten down about it but it's always fantastic to see people like yourself tammy who are um i I don't know I, i get the sense that you're not out there sort of almost um fighting against that stuff by you know, confronting it head on. It's more about just bringing positivity to an area and letting that do the work. Um, and I know I'm sort of, that's my perception of how you're going about things, but, but I really appreciate um and value people like yourself who just do your thing, you know, you're playing your own game, you're running your own race. And in doing that, you're actually influencing others. It's, you know, I see some people are out there really quite angrily attacking some of these narratives. And I don't think that, generally works very well um because it just makes everybody angry whereas uh you know i get the sense from you with your instagram page and everything you're doing within your business is really just being a very positive person and doing cool stuff and letting that do the work for you do you see um others doing similar stuff to you or or taking that approach if i've if i've actually got that right or not yeah Um, and what do you what do you think about in terms of making change for other people out there listening to this episode
2: yeah, I think I haven't thought about it like that, but now that you say it, it's it's pretty spot on. Um, I definitely don't run in and start telling everyone bad stuff or having a go at the people that are having a go because it's not going to get us anywhere. I'm more or less mm. like I said, just do our thing and pr- like run a business that I'm happy with. Run a place that i'm happy with that everyone feels comfortable and supported and whether that be online or here um i think it's just going to be the best way of doing it because there's mentalities in the industry that aren't going to change it's just waiting for them to Mm. weed out like not in a bad way but you know grow out of it Mm -hmm. um yeah And bring in a younger generation or a new kind of person that's thinking about it in a more positive light and helping bring other people in that have a good experience in the trade. Because I feel like if you have a bad experience, but you push through your apprenticeship, you might just be one of those tradies that doesn't like other apprentices because of your experience. So if you can bring a positive networking for your apprentices, they might become really good tradies and want to continue that positive behavior through their own businesses or through your business rather than fighting it head on mm,
1: you said it way better than I did to, <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> to focus on the positive behaviors I mean we we, I guess a lot of us know that that works with our kids with our pets um, maybe with our team members with our staff but if we reward those positive behaviors and pay attention to those generally we give them energy and we give them growth and you know we can kind of starve out the negativity so um, I think that's fantastic thank you for rewording what I said
0: <laughs> Tammy I'd love to know your you are now our token young person for today and I'd really <laughs> love your opinion on what a supportive workplace looks like for an apprentice as they come through so thinking about your experience but then your broader experience with the people that reach out to you for support what does a supportive workplace look like?
2: Um, I think it's giving the apprentices the comfortability to ask questions, tell somebody they're not comfortable or they've made a mistake. I think some of the biggest things I see is apprentices are scared to speak up and that's when accidents happen. It's like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to do it because I have to do it and something will happen. But they're too scared to say, I don't know what I'm doing because they're scared of getting told off. So it's um, building a level of confidence within your apprentice that they can speak up and also just giving them the encouragement to continually speak up and ask if they're okay, you know, so instead of them just going home every day going, I've made a mistake, I've made a mistake, oh my gosh, and their confidence dropping, it's just going, hey, you know, you did a good job, maybe do it this way, or have you made a mistake or is something gone wrong, because you can tell pretty quickly when people aren't comfortable, you know, when I'm training somebody or yeah. talking to them, you can tell pretty quickly when you say, you know what you're doing, and they just kind of go, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, you have no idea what you're doing. Like, talk to me, you know, like, let's go through it again and actually make sure you're confident before you take on this task. It gives them the confidence and gives you confidence in their work. So I think that that's really important for apprentices, not to just be the one that's picking up the broom or cleaning up the rubbish or just doing the hard yards. Yes, you have to do it as well, but give them the opportunity to have confidence and be comfortable.
0: It's an excellent mm. point and something I think most trades people, if they think back to their apprentices, apprenticeships, the time where they were in trouble for not doing the right thing or or they found themselves making a mistake and being too frightened to take to someone, as you pointed out, that's a horrible feeling. And I think that sits with you long, long after you finish up your day at work. So checking in with mm. them is so super important. It doesn't take much to reach out and say, hey, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Um, To ensure that they're right. And as you rightly point out, if we're taking enough time, as the person training the apprentice, we can definitely see when they're feeling uncomfortable. It is not hard to see if Mm. there's that real look on their face. I don't know what I'm doing and I'm feeling really frightened. Somebody needs to help me, but we're we're not brave. It's really hard to be brave and confident to put your hand up because we're frightened of what may happen. So I guess Mm. I would suggest that people just remember what it was like for them when they were an apprentice. Gosh, when I first started working with Warwick, I was terrified all the time that I'd stuff up. This is really a big lie. (laughs)
1: Because I'm an angry middle aged white man.
0: You're a tyrant. (laughs) I I can relate it back to going on site for the first half a dozen times. I was just absolutely terrified of being in the wrong space at the wrong time and annoying someone and what that might feel like. And I wasn't, I was a confident middle aged woman. Um, So I can only begin to imagine what typically a kid. Mm from my point of view would feel like when they're walking on site for the first time, it's terrifying.
1: I, I don't think um, we, as in people, society, doesn't matter. <clears throat> I don't think we appreciate how prevalent that fear is about being found out in any area of our life. You know, I'm, I'm a new parent again, uh, at a fairly late age for many people. And, and I'm, tripping over all of these feelings again, you know, I'm 50 and uh, it's like most people my age, I think they've all got their shit together and know everything. And I'm feeling like a fraud because I don't know how to help my baby boy, not cry and scream, you know, it's like, holy crap. And I don't want anyone to know that. Although I just shared it with you know thousands of people on a podcast, but uh, (laughs) please don't report me to child services or anything. But when I, when I go mountain bike riding, even if I go with a new bunch of people, I look at, I look at them and I think, wow, they look like really good riders. And I feel anxious and I feel uncomfortable and I become really self-conscious and I make more mistakes because I'm so focused on that and the embarrassment of being less than somebody else that I don't just do my thing and do it well. And I think, you know, for 16, 17, 18, 19 year olds, um, you know, entering the trades with all the stuff we've just talked about with you, Tammy, to not have the benefit of, well, your incredible wisdom at your age. And, you know, I've accumulated mine over many more years. um, It would be an absolute nightmare. No wonder we're struggling to attract apprentices to the trades Mm. who would want to subject themselves to that awful um, psychological barrage um, just from ourselves. And that's without having some, shithead treat you like rubbish on site so mm. i i don't think the problem is that hard to solve i just think it actually requires people as coxie was saying just cast your mind back to how you felt whether it was a, as an apprentice or even when as a uh, even doing something new um where you felt like you know you joined a new sports team or you went to a networking meeting i hate networking um it freaks me out so I think you're an absolute legend, Tammy, to be uh, out there doing networking in business um, because it freaks me out. So I think we could all do a much better job of just being a bit more mindful of what it was like for us when we were doing those things.
0: Yeah, couldn't agree more.
1: There you go. That's my lecture for today.
0: I know. Should we remove the soapbox from under your feet or would you like to step down graciously?
1: Uh, Well, I want to ask Tammy um, a question. I'm fascinated to hear your answer to this one, Tammy. Uh, And that is if you had a thousand trade business owners in a room and you're on stage, don't freak out too much. What's (laughs) one piece of advice you would love to leave all of those tradies with?
2: Uh, Be more vulnerable. I think that that is one of the biggest things that I have learned over time is just have the vulnerability like no not everyone's perfect not everyone's business runs perfectly we're all making mistakes if we talk about that more I think everyone's going to be more successful you know I have conversations with friends that have businesses and then we start talking about things that you don't you don't commonly talk about in business because it's you know secrets of the trade or you know secrets Mm -hmm. of my business but it's, yeah, it's not going to yeah. affect each other, you know. I think it's just helping each other learn, being vulnerable, asking for help, reaching out. Um, I think is just so important, and I think everyone can benefit from it.
0: Very wise Love mind that. for a young lady. Your parents must be very proud of you, Tammy.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Gosh, you'll be—you're uh, already a force to be reckoned with. But by the time you're as old as me, you'll be—you'll uh, be taking over the world, Tammy. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for being on the show today, Tammy. Um, uh, thanks for putting up with one of our crappy internet. I suspect it's mine. It usually is. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, wish you all the best for the future. I, I'm uh, stoked. I have a 12 year old daughter, so I'm sitting here chatting with you thinking, you know, this would be, this would be the sort of thing that I would wish for my daughter, not the illness part of course, but, but for her to get into a trade and, and um, you know, get into a trade business and, experience all the cool stuff that you've talked about so um thank you very much for inspiring our listeners and uh yeah I, I you know can't wait to see what the future holds for you
2: yeah no thank you guys for having me on and listening i really appreciate it
1: thanks tammy thanks tammy
2: you've been listening to the tradies and business podcast with warwick bidwell and nicole cox find out more about
0: today's guest tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at